Network production. Hey friends, welcome back to the Choosing Cheer podcast. I'm Nicolette Bell, your host, and I'm so excited that you have chosen to join us today. If you're tuning in for the first time, this is a space where we talk about finding the joy of Jesus in life's everyday moments and in life's more difficult moments. Today, I'm joined by my friend, Mary Catherine Decker, and she shares about heartache. And I think that that's something that we can all relate to, isn't it? We've all had and experienced heartache in one way or another. Mary Catherine shares how she found Jesus in the midst of her heartache by seeking him in his word and seeking him through prayer. My prayer today is that you would be encouraged as I have been encouraged by her story. Let's jump on into the conversation. Hey friends, I'm Nicolette Bell, and this is the Choosing Cheer podcast. We're going to talk about how to find the joy of Jesus in the midst of the struggle. And on the podcast, I'm joined by my friends, and my hope is that their stories will encourage you in the same way that they have encouraged me. So today I have Mary Catherine Decker with me. We are so excited that she is here. Mary Catherine is an artist, a business owner, a mother, and I'm going to let her start by telling you a little bit more about herself. Hey, everybody. I live in Madison, Mississippi. Um, I was born and raised here. I have a wonderful husband, John, and our son, John Walker. He's a year and a half. He's and super cute. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I started my business from doing a painting from my dorm room. Y'all can follow me on MK Decker Designs, Facebook, Instagram. And it just kind of, my business took off. People asked, where did you get that painting? I love it. And so I started creating them for other people. And now we're shipping across the country. And it's just taken off so much greater than we could have ever imagined. And, and that's all because of God, his yeah. goodness. So it's a it's a family business and we love it. And I'm so grateful. Yeah. So yeah. tell us maybe just to get started, what's your favorite thing about what you do, what you get to do? The most rewarding part is having my brainchild, as I like to call them, um, come to life and then mm -hmm. seeing people get so excited about them and putting them in their homes. Yeah. But I love the flexibility. I love getting to work with my family. I love getting to travel and meeting new people and spreading joy. Our artwork is very colorful, very yes. happy. And it brings a lot of um, those positive emotions to people. Absolutely. And that's exactly why I asked you to be on uh, with us on the podcast. Because when I do look at your artwork, I think, man, it's just happy. And it's just joyful. It's bright and, and just just joyful in a world that can feel so dark. And so to have that as a physical expression of the joy of Jesus is just really, really, really neat. So um, on the Choosing to Your podcast, um, our focus is one of my very favorite scriptures. It's John 16, And it says, these things I've spoken to you that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have trouble. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And that's Jesus talking to his disciples. And I love that scripture. And you and I kind of talked before this. I've always loved this scripture because I was a cheerleader growing up and in college. And you were too, right? Exactly. And so when, when she read this scripture, she said, hey, I was a cheerleader too. That's really cool. Yes. Um, but I think for me, it's so much deeper than, um, than just an outward expression of that. 
when Jesus says this, he says, you know, you're going to have trouble. It's a guarantee. It's not, you might have trouble. You may have trouble. He says, no, you are going to have trouble. Um, so he also though guarantees us that he's going to be with us in the midst of that. So maybe you could tell us about a time when you've experienced this in your walk with Jesus. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think I'm already emotional about it, but let's, let's just go backwards. I grew up as a cheerleader. Um, Mm -hmm. and we have that in common. I love that. I was such a child, just naturally just full of joy. Um, Mm -hmm. I got to know the Lord at a young age. I was mm-hmm. raised in church and I had, this is just basically my testimony. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had the just picture perfect Madison family and everything was perfect from mm-hmm. the outside. And one day, um, and just to go back even further, the Lord in church over the past few months has really put this on my heart to share yeah. because I think there's a lot of people that have dealt with this particular topic mm-hmm. and it's almost like we're ashamed to talk about it, mm-hmm. but God has done so much healing and so much redemption in my life and mm-hmm. I'm ready to not be ashamed of it, but to share what he's done. Basically, my family went through a horrible divorce, mm-hmm. totally blindsided. and and so. Sorry, I'm I'm going back again. Um, I have a a great Instagram following, very interactive with. That's kind of like God has given me this platform, and that's where I felt like I wanted to share my mm-hmm. story. And very recently, just about two or three weeks ago, I shared mm-hmm. this with my audience, and I got such a positive response. And so, hopefully, they'll be listening to this podcast and they yeah. they can hear more details. Yeah. But um, anyway, so we were all blindsided my family fell apart from this horrible divorce and we were totally shaken and it was it was devastating we basically lost all of our friends i ended up changing schools because there were so many mean girls and such a bad situation fell into a really dark depression and like i said i was this full of life child that was always having people over and mm-hmm just sort of like the life of the party. And um, I was in the eighth grade during this time. So it was already kind of a vulnerable time with like Mm -hmm. becoming a woman and trying to fit in and have friends. And I was a cheerleader during this time too. I started going to weekly Christian counseling and that was a huge part of my healing. I just really held on to God's word. This is when Mm. you, I've never been as close to God during this dark time, the yeah. darkest time of my life. And I fell asleep with my Bible because it's all I had. Mm-hmm. And I just highlighted and wrote in this Bible and, and I just clung, clung to God's word. And um, he was so near to me mm-hmm. during this time. So sweet. And, you know, I came out so much stronger and the divorce was actually really messy quite complicated which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to and yeah people have children and assets and so it took about a year for everything to become finalized and that was sort of when um my our family healing broke through and during that time we had sold our childhood home we were in a rental house it was kind of depressing and we finally got um like a house that was ours and um I was in a school that I liked and so we had a lot of healing coming through during that time, but I almost think that 
the darker your life is and the deeper your pain is, the greater your joy will be. Yeah. Because you know just how hard things are and it just makes you even more grateful mm-hmm. for the good times. And so I say I don't wish divorce upon anybody. It's the hardest thing in the world to go through and I'm still de- dealing with problems from that, such as some um, trust issues and just sometimes you think and you wonder when when is something bad can happen again right right. because we were so completely blindsided but Mm -hmm. um God has also done a lot of healing in my life and um brought me a lot of joy through the pain I now have a complete family again I have an amazing husband and um God blesses with a son and now we have our own home and our own family and um so much healing and and peace and I would, I'd say I would go through it all again, just because how much stronger I am. Mm -hmm. So um, that's my story. And I'm not ashamed of it because this was a part of God's plan. And um, I've got to see God's goodness through all of this. So I would just tell people out there to own your story Mm -hmm. and um, let God work through the pain and draw near to him. Yeah. So something you said really stood out to me um, that you fell asleep with your Bible because <laughs> God's word was all yeah. you had. And that's such a beautiful picture. But for those maybe who aren't familiar with the word of God, what is it about his word that made it come alive to you in those times? Um, and what is it about it that brings that healing and peace for you? Yes. Well, it's a living word. Yeah, it's the only book. Right. <laughs> it's the only book in the world that that will speak to your soul and it interacts with you if you let it. Yeah. And um that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And the Psalms are just a great place to start. Mm. They're very easy to read, very relatable. I read through the Psalms. I just read through different parts of the Bible and I and I needed it like it what's the verse it's like my um a deer yeah, pants, pants for, for water, water. Mm-hmm. that was how I was so long for the word mm-hmm. yes that's exactly how it was for mm-hmm. um God's word um it's he says draw near to me and I'll draw near to you right. and that's exactly what I did and you know sometimes I miss that time just because of how close he is because life gets better mm-hmm. we have seasons and there's a time for everything season everything under the sun Ecclesiastes and um you know, um, sometimes you almost miss those seasons because now life is okay and I don't have to fall asleep with my yeah. Bible. Um, and now I, I have the scripture. It will forever be within my heart. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if I'm um, going into a difficult situation, his word will just come over me, um, such as, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That just washes over me as yeah. I walk into a hard situation. Yeah, it bubbles up from yeah. within, and that's such a, a neat thing to think about, I think, when we're um, talking about finding this joy and peace in the midst of hard times, um, because if it's not there, it can't bubble out, right? Right. And so we have to store it up, even in the good seasons right. of life, the happy seasons in life, so that when we are blindsided by something, we have that. We have that word hidden in our hearts and it comes up and comes right. out to ref- to refresh us. Um, that's such a beautiful picture. Thank you for sharing yeah. um, your story. If you don't mind me asking, it might be encouraging to everybody to hear 
um, how do you now in, in a better season of life, how do you spend time in the word? How do you make that a priority? You're a busy businesswoman and mom and wife, and you just moved. Uh, we both recently have moved. It is quite a job, especially yeah. with young children. Um, so talk to us about that. How do you make that a priority in your in your life? Yes, well, when our son was first born, um, we really were kind of out of church watching it, watching it online. I know a lot of us have watched yeah. church yeah. online the past yeah. few years, mm -hmm. but I wish that we wouldn't have waited so long to get back into church mm -hmm. because that is so encouraging to be in the house of the Lord with other believers, worshiping with other believers. Mm -hmm. And so first of all, getting back into church and it, and it's like, it's easy to get out of the routine, but when mm -hmm. you get back in it, you don't want to miss. And the sun, our weeks are just stronger and better. We've been in the house of the Lord with other believers. And um, we recently got back into like a small group yeah. meets once a week. I know mm -hmm. a lot of churches um, offer those and that's mm -hmm. been great. But I love to worship, to um, listen to worship music throughout the week. Mm -hmm. And being a mom, sometimes you can't do like as long as of Bible studies as you would yeah. like, but I do try to find at least one scripture a day to hold on to. Yeah. And um just carry that with me throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of where I'm at right now. But I certainly have room for improvement and um would like to spend more time with the Lord. <laughs> but there has been a lot going on in our lives. Right. <laughs> but um I, I, this is another major thing. I pray all day. Mm. I prayed before I, I came in here yeah. to meet with you today. Yeah. And I pray when I take my son to his school and I'm, I pray just all, all throughout the day. I, I talk to the Lord. We have this really special relationship because I talk to him about everything. Mm -hmm. Like, Lord, please help me find my shoes. Yes. <laughs> Anything and everything. Yes. Um, and so I really recommend a book called Praying Life by Paul Miller. It's it's okay. about prayer. It's mm -hmm. a great book. It's a Praying Life by Paul Miller. Okay, we'll link that uh, in the really notes good. for today as well. Um, so that's really encouraging. And I think that uh, that's so good for people to hear, um, especially that in different seasons are this kind of quiet time as a Christian culture. It's interesting. The Bible doesn't actually really talk, use that term of quiet time. <laughs> um, now Jesus went away too quiet, too quiet places exactly. to seek God. Um, but that kind of definition of quiet time is something that we've come up with um, mm -hmm. later on. And so uh, for people who are in different seasons that that can look different mm -hmm. ways. And I read something recently that was uh, talking about, because I think I have an idea in my head of what I want my quiet time to look like. And our baby just turned one years old and one year old. And um, my quiet time doesn't look like right. what if I try to get up early, then she's up earlier. Like right. that's just how it seems to work, especially right. uh, <laughs> recently. And, you know, I, I read something a few weeks ago that said, one of the most influential things you can do for your children is open your Bible in front of them. And I was really convicted by that because I think sometimes I wait for these perfect moments, uh, this quiet, um, extended period of time that I can be with the Lord and give him my full attention. 
but then if I only do that in, in secret and it, in hidden places, then my daughter isn't getting to see that yes. in me. Um, and so I was so encouraged by that of just, okay, just open your Bible and, and just read a psalm. Yes. Read it out loud yes. uh, in front of your one-year-old who cannot understand what you are saying. But I believe that the word begins to dwell and seep into us even as as little bitty ones. Um, and so that's an encouragement to me to hear that I'm not alone in my <laughs> own personal struggle with that. And I think we all can have room to grow. But I think it's important to remember that the aspect of seasons with that. Yes. And also praying in front of your children too, mm. praying before meals, yes. praying before school, praying before um, any anything and everything. That's what um, my mom taught me and my brother. You can pray about anything because God cares about everything. That's so true. That is so true. Mm-hmm. And in a world that can seem, we said it, you know, a world seems so dark around us sometimes. I think Sometimes we feel selfish or trivial to pray about things that seem small or insignificant when there's so much hurt and pain in the world. Um, I can feel that way. And so that's so good to remember. Right. And there's there should really be no shame anything. in asking. That's what God wants from us. Right. He wants us to talk to him about everything. And so if we pray, God, please help me find the right home for my family. It's not a selfish prayer. That is um, us coming to our father, who is the um, king of the universe to um, create a dwelling place for us. Like Mm -hmm. he cares about that. Mm -hmm. And um, you'll read all about that in the book of praying life. It's a great book. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Now I've got to add that to my reading list and I know you guys are going to want to um, as well. So what do you do when you don't feel like choosing joy? When life is good and things you should, you know, you should be able to do that very easily. But sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in the negativity or oh, yeah. the criticisms, those kind of things. How do you intentionally Definitely. fixate on good Yes. Things? Well, we all go through times of life where we can look around and have a million blessings, but we just feel yucky inside and yeah and in mm-hmm. like a a rut or mm-hmm. um and the best solution I have to that that I found is being grateful and there was one point in my life several years ago I was a student in college and taking um horrible class um such as bi- microbiology that I really wasn't into yeah um, <laughs> and it was one of those intenses where you were there all day long um and you had no <laughs> no summer no fun and um there's still so much to be grateful for and during that time I literally had to carry around a notebook and I wrote down every single thing like that I was grateful for it would be like a cold cold glass of water um getting to meet with a, a friend um clothes that that make me feel good um the the warm breeze everything I wrote down everything that I was grateful for just a few weeks ago I noticed I was getting into this negativity and it's like what am I doing I just got our dream house that we prayed for this answered prayer I'm not going to let negativity seep into my life and into my family and so um I started saying out loud things that I was thankful for Mm -hmm. um and praying and thanking God for what yeah. he's done. And my heart had a transformation that desperately needed. Yeah. So that to me is the secret to getting your joy back. Yeah. Is being thankful. 
being thankful and sharing it with with those around you too. That's so yes. important. That's such a good idea, such a good practice. Uh, that it's not just something that we uh, wear on a t-shirt or that's on a little thing we hang on our wall, uh, but it's really a posture of our hearts, that thankfulness Definitely. Um, to look around and see what we can do. Yes. And then there's this for. quote, I'm going to butcher it. I always butcher quotes, but um, <laughs> it's something about um, we create the atmosphere of our home, whether we do it actively or passively. Oh, that's good. And that was like, that's wow. really good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I want, and I think as like women and moms and we are the keepers of our home Mm -hmm. and we should be the one to set that Mm -hmm. level of positivity and joy and happiness in our homes and gratefulness. And I realized I wasn't doing that and I want to, to have a happy home. And so that's up to me. And so, um, I'm glad that God changed my heart because it it wasn't in a good place. Yeah, that's a good (laughs) reminder for me this morning. I'm thinking it is for somebody else out there as well, that we can kind of set the temperament of our environment. It's a great one. Exactly. Yeah. So that's encouraging. So I want to ask you, so you said you grew up as a child that was joyful um, somebody that just had that light and life around you. Um, where'd you get that from? Where, who can you say in your life? Who's your biggest cheerleader? Who's your encourager? Who modeled that for you? I think, um, going back to the mother and my mom is so positive and she was the one everyone wanted to come over to our house. And I don't think it was because we had a pool in our backyard because I was super (laughs) cool it was because of her. She made everybody feel so warmed and so welcome. And, and she, she always gives people the most genuine compliments mm-hmm. that um, make them feel seen and, and noticed. And she, I always felt so much love from her. And, and our house was always very joyful other than some just other problems. Like we talked about the um, divorce, but mm-hmm. she created that atmosphere for for our family. And then of course, uh, like I said, I, we were in church and I knew God from a young age. So he was in my heart and, um, he gave me love so I could love other people. And I just, I've always had a heart for community. I've I've always had a heart for, um, lifting other people up Mm -hmm. and, um, that I was very much an extrovert and Mm -hmm. wanted to bring people together. So I would just say a combination of the God and my mom and just being in, involved in positive things like church. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, okay, because um, I cannot draw a stick figure, okay? <laughs> so I am like so opposite of your creative talent. So tell me, kind of give us an idea of what what's it like when you start a painting? How does this, these emotions, do they come out in that? I'm assuming they do, but I don't know because I don't paint. So kind of talk to us about what that looks like for you. And then I know recently you've been leading groups in painting. And I know that's kind of a new passion for you too. So kind of talk to us about that a little bit. Um, Well, I grew up painting. My mom is an art. She's a nurse, but she's also an artist. So we did, um, she did the mural, all the murals in my elementary school. Oh, cool. And murals in um, restaurants. And that's really cool. So I just grew up 
it was just always around. And mm-hmm. so I think it was all just very just natural. I think it's just like a God given talent. But I do when I do paint, I, I like to turn on worship music and some of um I think a lot of inspiration God just gives me. Mm-hmm. And um I draw inspiration from nature, from traveling and he he puts things on my heart like you need to paint this. Yeah. And so I try to listen to that small voice from him, like the voice I heard to share my story. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of people that have been inspired and and have been touched from me listening to God's small voice. So I do try to listen to him um, when I paint and, and what to paint. Yeah. And then yeah, the butterfly paint glasses have been great. Um, I just did a sorority in Starkville at Mississippi State, and then we did another sorority in um, Oxford at Ole Miss, mm-hmm. and it's so so much fun. And the message of the we're painting butterflies, and so the message of the butterfly is um, from Second Corinthians five seventeen. Anyone in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone; the new has come. And so, I want to send that message to college girls or anybody that does our paint class. It doesn't matter what has gone on in your life or how far gone you think you are, God is there and he wants to make mm. us new and he yeah. makes me new every mm. single day. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so um that's our that's kind of the message behind that. And it's been really a lot of fun to get to travel and um be a part of that. Yeah. That yeah. scripture is special to me as well. Um my daughter, um we had a lot of trouble having her. I went through a long season of infertility, um, to be able to, um, to be able to have her. And I just clung to that scripture Mm. for her. And she has butterflies, uh, all in her room as well. Um, because of that new life that, that God had created and and given. And so such a beautiful reminder that he can make anything new. Yes. Um, So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, so is there anything else you want to say kind of on this topic or along the line with your story before we close out our time? Um, I would say, this sounds so cheesy, but give God the paintbrush of your life. Yeah. A few years ago, I wrote down like what my dream life would be. And I just looked back at it now and I was like, wow, he had so much better in store. Yeah, and you know, Mm. I don't want to be the god of my life. I want him to be the god of my life, and um, he's just given us so much greater, so much more joy and happiness and and fun and than I could have ever planned for my life. And Mm so, um, give God the paintbrush of your life. Surrender your life to Him and what He has for you. Um, what is that verse? It's many have plans in their heart, but uh-huh. God directs steps. And yep. so um, mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, mm-hmm. God, what's next? What do you want us to do? Yeah. I just say that um, God wants to give us a great life. He's yes. a good father. And in this world, we'll have trouble. Mm-hmm. That is true. But he has overcome this world. And um, that means he's also overcome any sort of darkness that we may face, any sort of temptation, he has already Mm -hmm. overcome that. And we can live in his power and his um, truth. And so that is one thing I wanted to share. 
Yes. Well, thank you for yeah. sharing that. Thank That's you for amazing. having me. That's amazing. Uh, what a, just a good, good reminder for us. It makes me think of the verse in Ephesians um, that it's immeasurably more. Immeasurably more than Definitely. what we can ask or imagine or dream up for ourselves is yes. or his plans for us. And I think so often people think that following Jesus is going to be a life that is um, limiting and boring and um, bland, uh, <laughs> you know, and that's what kind of the culture makes it look like. And so to be able to spend a few minutes of going, no, really, when you follow Jesus, when you follow Jesus, it's more, it's more, it's better, it's greater, it's happy, it's um, it's just better than anything yeah. else in the world. And so thank you for living yeah. that out. It's uh, so encouraging um, to see that. And uh, you guys, you got to check out uh, MK Decker Designs yeah. on Instagram, Facebook, at her website, um, because we all need a little bit of that joy in our lives. And, and she is sharing that. So thank you for being with us thank very much. This is great. Yes, yes. And you guys have a great week and we will be back next week. Bye. Bye.